Sam. Sam, that is, where do you get stuff like this? Where on earth have you got that from? So that was a song by my friend Sam, written especially for us, for the podcast. I love, I just love that it's like looking for fossils and stones and headphones and pens. <laughs> and uh, I know it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, if I'm totally honest, I'm not, it reminds you a bit of REM and I have a bit of a weird thing about REM. <laughs> so I'm, uh, for that, I'm truly sorry. <laughs> But apart from that, uh, yeah, wonderful. Anyway, uh, right, hello, listeners. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast. Uh, first of all, enormous, enormous, enormous apologies because no doubt the last podcast said, yeah, we'll see you in a month. Uh, and about six or seven months later, um, here we are. But this is, a, this, is a, this is a showpiece edition. This is an antique edition of the, uh, the Nature's Footnote podcast because Sam and I, people always say to me, are you and Sam in the same room? And, no, no, we're no. not at all. So this time we are in the same room. We're in the British Library. A yeah. very hoity-toy, hoity-toy, hoity-toity, hoity-toity, um, and uh, no, it's lovely to see you, Sam. We haven't speak quite close, and I'm very worried about my breath. Sam's giving me some tic tacs. We're very close to one another right now, uh, but it seems to be alright. So, um, yes, yes, hopefully. Um, I, I've forgotten how this all works. Okay, on this show, we're going to talk about. Um, it's the end of the year, okay? So we're going to do our top threes. Well, kind of top threes. It might even be a top three. It might be a top one. Uh, the best uh, nature documentaries of the year. It's kind of like an award show without any awards. Um, and we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about books. Um, and then we will talk about ecotherapy. I, I hear there's yes. an outside broadcast, Sam. Yeah, a bit of that. Well, we may as well get started, I guess. Um, we used to do this thing, like a good versus bad. Sam would find the good news, and then I would get some bad news. Sam? I think you should go first again, because that, that kind of seems to work quite well, that Jules, you do the bad news and bring everyone down, okay. and then I'll try and cheer everyone back up again. There's one, if there's one talent I have, it's just bringing everyone right <laughs> down. Um, everyone has to have something they're good at. They do. 
Okay, so uh, I'm going first then. Um, bring us down, Jules. Go. Bring us down. What a year. What a year it's been. It's been the year from hell mm. uh, for, for wildlife uh, in Britain. State of Nature report obviously saying what a sad, sorry state of affairs nature's in at the moment and the lack of political will to do anything. All very depressing. Um, yeah, and then, uh, what about that one that was 50%? This is so bad, I'm laughing. 50% of the world's vertebrate species disappearing, essentially. Disappearing, and their atoms being turned into palm oil and sheep and chickens and cows and stuff like that, of course. Uh, that's quite a sad one. But my, the ultimate, I saved all my venom, all of my venom, for um, the one about anacondas. Did you hear about this guy that wanted to be eaten by an anaconda? Have you heard about it? I have heard about it. I struggled to believe that it was true, to be honest. Oh. It just, I, so he had a special suit. Yeah, but the wonderful thing is, in the end, it wasn't true. No, that's good. That's good. So he was going to have a special suit. That was a lot of the headlines yeah, yeah. that I saw. Yeah. Some kind of anaconda-proof outfit. It's hilarious. You couldn't make, you actually couldn't make up a story like that. So guy, you know, basically, you must have seen, there was a YouTube video of the, of the advert, Discovery. So, you know, I was going to do an impression, but it's like, into the mouth of the world's most aggressive, <laughs> most awful monster. And this guy cuts to this guy in what can only be described as some sort of, you know, like, a, is it a bathyscope? You know, these Victorian submarine diving suits. Oh, it's like that, know. it's covered in pig's blood. And he just looks, for a start, he looks disgusting. If I was a snake, I'd think, what, who wants to, nip, you know, eat foam? But anyway, um, just, just ridiculous, ridiculous. And so, you know... Before the programme even goes out, the Discovery Channel are, are, are having to justify that this programme is about raising awareness of the Amazon. Anacondas are absolutely fine. They're, they're, as you know, like widespread snake, also not at all aggressive, no recorded, you know, deaths from anacondas. This is like, literally, it's like they are the scum of hell, you know, on Earth, in our rainforests. Um, so yeah, all a bit depressing really. And then the show comes, so all the conservationists say, no, 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 this is terrible, this is terrible, you can't treat snakes like that, this is not a circus, this is a wild animal. And then obviously, uh, I haven't seen it, but obviously plenty on, on Twitter, and plenty on the Discovery's own, web, uh, own website now. Basically, the shark just sort of, he jumped on top, the shark? You see what the problem is here, the Discovery Channel. Anyway, the guy jumps on top of the snake and rides around a little bit, and eventually the snake manages to wrap itself around his arm and threatens to break his arm. And he says, he taps out like a wrestler. He says, "Right, time to end the show," and it's over. And that's so it. the snake was absolutely fine. And it didn't. Thing, apart from the fact it'd been manhandled by a team of twenty, you know, crazy discovery runners, I suppose. So the snake didn't even try and put its head over his. Nope, thing, no, no, nothing. no. It's almost like it's not a nightmare creature that wants to eat people. Maybe, not, maybe <laughs> yeah. that's why. It's almost like it didn't fancy it. But uh, I guess, you know, the really sad thing is you've got, um, you've got a channel that's completely kissed goodbye to all of its morals, all of its ethics, all of its um, idea of what popular science should, all, should be about. Basically, put that all in a boat, set sails that boat, set, set the boat on fire and set it sail, and basically just taken the cash. Um, so it's, it's a sort of sad decline of a channel. I used to quite like as a kid. We would sometimes get on holiday, we would have a Discovery Channel. I'd love Shark Week. But anyway, talking of uh, snakes um, being misrepresented by the popular press, um, popular media, I should say, uh, what about this penguin? So, so oh, OK, yeah, we're going to talk about penguins. So you mm. ended up... Uh, on Radio 5 Live talking about that, that programme and also Monty, Monty the Penguin who, which is the most beautiful and amazing John Lewis advert but I'm scarred 
I can't look at penguins uh, uh, since I read I read the book which which you wrote and I illustrated and is a and it's about sex and there's some penguin stuff in there and I can't I just can't watch it. They are in real life. <laughs> I always get this middle up. Are they Catholic in their tastes or are they not Catholic in their tastes? You know, oh, like basically know. they just shag around. Does that make them Catholic or not Catholic? I always, always get that middle up. I seem to remember spending ages trying to work that out. Either way, that I think it's that they're ca- they're Catholic in their tastes of, you know, having sex with dead things and uh, each other and the rocks and juveniles and everything else. Um, but obviously in the advert... Oh, so exactly. It is. It is. And I felt bad about that because I, I, uh, I wasn't like getting, you know, all crowy about that. It's kind of just one of those things. Penguins, meerkats. These are one of those animals that we can bend to our, wi- our marketing will. They're very easily absolutely. Animals, aren't they? With their little faces and the flippers. And totally. There's something ridiculously cute about them. Mm. And I love, I love the story though. Is it Levick, the guy that yeah. observed the penguins, and he got stuck on a boat and ended up watching them and was so embarrassed by what they were doing that he wrote it. Did he write it in Latin? That bit yeah. Is it some bits? Yeah, Latin, some bits Greek. Just sat on it. I like the fact he still wrote it up as a scientific report. It's That's like a true scientist. And then he went, oh, I can't, I can't publish this. Um, I think he was a Geordie. So, no, I'm not going to do that. You <laughs> won't let me do accents. No, accents are banned. But yeah, accents no, it's... Um, but I felt quite bad about that because I was sort of saying, oh, you know, those penguins, like you were saying, you know, these are dirty boys and girls. <laughs> um, penguins. And... Uh, yeah, and then I actually saw the advert, so I made the mistake of um, actually, you know, having an opinion about something without seeing an advert, which is something I'd never do, anacondas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, honestly, I was just. And then did you, you cry? Like a child. Yes. Yeah. Me and my dad watched it together, and we both had tears in our eyes. At the moment, anything, genuinely anything, with a with a a, a message that is like childhood is sweet and sacred and beautiful. I just it's a way to just literally shatter my soul with sort of sadness. Oh. So yeah, I was to- I did made a noise as well when I saw that last bit, the twist of the John Lewis advert. I kind of went, oh, because <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. Oh, that's so sweet. So, oh dear. Anyway, oh, that's, that's anacondas. Amazing. That's anacondas penguins. And penguins. <laughs> um, so uh, so yes, uh, I was going to do um, a piece of good news that I'm not sure actually is good news, but. Um, there's a bit of a weird bit at the end of the story but anyway um, (laughs) one of the things that we talked about in an earlier podcast was uh, the big launch of kind of international campaign around um, the illegal wildlife trade so bits of animals and stuffed animals and that kind of thing Um, it seems to have been a massive campaign this year if you kind of take it as, as from all the media reports, there seems to be quite a lot of political will, big names associated with it. Important countries that have been kind of maybe doing some dodgy things uh, seem to be getting involved. Um, there's a, this big uh, WikiLeaks type site where people can report uh, wildlife yeah, crime anonymously. Um, and then in the last month, uh, Prince William has become a bit of a figurehead for the campaign and seems to be just like on a bit of a tour going around did I hear that he was in the US and he was starting to sort of slag off China not slag off China but sort of look towards China and say what are you going to do about this and he is going to China isn't he I think so, I think so. Yeah, yeah yeah it'd be it's interesting interesting yeah um, but he was taking a well, Simon Barnes did I hear something I'm looking I at think, you a little bit yeah I here. think it was Simon Barnes in the oh, I want to say independent but I'm not sure if that's no, right no it was it, it was, was independent yeah. um, kind of saying well if the royal family actually wants to tackle wildlife crime and wildlife issues maybe they should stop hunting mm. um, 
What do you? What do you come on, give ah. us a. Oh, this is a really difficult one. I've so, got like several positions on it. Um. So Prince William. It is Prince William. Is it? Yeah. I always have a trouble muddling up Harry and William. So weird. do I. Like, so do I. But anyway, yeah, you've got Prince William who's enjoying some, a bit of Sunday sports. Not like the Sunday sport, that's different. Um, <laughs> so he's, you know, also trying to be this figurehead. Can he be both? I guess maybe he would say what he's doing is legal and what he's talking about tackling is illegal and it's endangered species and things like that. Yeah. I personally not that comfortable with shooting animals as sport kind of thing and the whole game mm. thing um, and I, a lot of Mark, Mark Avery's been on a big campaign or leading part of that big campaign this year around the grouse yeah, yeah. stuff and the management that goes alongside game and what the impact then is on actual native happy mm. wild, wildlife getting killed because you're trying to kind of falsely keep game animals there so it does, yeah, it does make me uncomfortable. I hadn't actually made the link until Simon Barnes did. Yeah. Well, there was, wasn't there a guy in the Spanish monarchy? Uh, he, I think he might have been the king who was a patron for WWF in Africa and also went to Africa often to shoot, you know, megafauna. Um, and I think he might have lost his, his patronage um, for, you know, for doing that. So maybe the two aren't. Like you say, it's an, one's illegal and one's legal. And I guess that's where he would put the divide. Mm. Um, but, but it'd be interesting to know whether or not he... Because a lot of people who like shooting are uncomfortable with the, the illegal, legal divide because they see it as a, a, a shrinking circle, you know, as soon as one thing's made illegal mm. and, uh, you know, the, the, the next thing will be the animals that they shoot. It's yeah. just, it's weird. I mean, it, the other thing, I don't know, did he ever get... All, at one point they talked about getting rid of all the ivory... Stuff. Oh, yeah. Do so they ever gonna, do that in I, all of their different throne rooms and all of these sort of really like, good question. I you don't know. know? And I sort of think mm, it'd be nice. I think that that would be quite a big statement if they're able yeah. to do that. That would be a really big statement yeah. um, of kind of intent and also history and like you know a change in the way things are done. Mm. A message, a clear yeah. message. But you know, I, I'm a li- I don't know if I'm sort of. It comes down to with something like this. Don't you think like pro monarchy or you know anti? I guess that some of that comes in as well, doesn't I it? And there's of, a bit of a class. Thing there I'd as well around hunting and I'd love to have yeah maybe yeah I'd love to have uh, you know Prince Prince William or Prince Charles like just feel free to get a bit more campaigning yeah but they their their actions will always be looked at you know mm. what I mean their, their actions yeah. in terms of like you say shooting animals yeah and it's a, I, I, the more I sort of think about stuff like it's a big it's a big industry shooting animals it's kind of weird so it's a gun industry you know it's actually yeah. our version of the American kind of gun wars if you like playing out mm. through Mark Avery's blog and stuff like that yeah mm. it's controversial it's not you said this was good news oh it was good news well, it is good news it's on, the, on the international wildlife crime side I really feel like it's been quite a big year it'll be really interesting to see whether anything actually changes mm. and whether anything actually happens as a result of all the noise that's mm. being made but for me that that's where yeah when, when people start talking about the threats to critically endangered megafauna that's a massive one isn't it your mm. rhinos tigers elephants yeah you know, it's, it's it's not good so not good. interest interesting to watch this space could be could be 
semi-positive. I feel like it's a little grass shoot of something that could be really yeah. lovely, but it might wither and die. Yeah. <laughs> or it might blossom into something or it's, lovely. I think, I think of it like this, you know, that, that graph of uh, megafauna, I have to say megafauna, I don't know why, um, <laughs> is, you know, is maybe through the actions of DEFRA, instead of being, you know, a, literally a drop on a, a graph that's dropping, if you like, mm. it's a draft that's... Um, slightly semi 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 not dropping you know yes. slight smooth out I suppose yeah. but I mean to actually make that graph can you picture the graph you've got x-axis yeah. time y-axis dead creatures yeah. no living creatures yeah. sorry. and it's kind and of plummeting at the moment it's plummeting and to actually get it stable it's going to be a really big effort yeah and it's international that's the, yeah. that's the thing isn't it you mm. can't yeah you have to people have to work together it has to be a global yeah. mission kind mm. of thing and it maybe, maybe, well, it is good news. Sorry, something else just popped in my head then. But is that all? I think the other thing that's also slightly difficult is when you're talking to people from different cultures and stuff, if you are, we've kind of pretty much killed all our really cool wildlife and yeah. off <laughs> our big things. And then we're kind of looking at other countries and going, but don't kill yours. Yeah. That's always a little bit of a tricky one. But maybe we could pitch it differently and sort of say, like, we lost all our big creatures. Yeah. Yours are so beautiful and fresh. Can we come and visit them? <laughs> That's it, to yeah. pay you money to come and stay in a lodge or something like yeah. that. Maybe that's how it'll turn out. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. interesting. I like it. It is positive. Yeah. It is positive. Okay. Um, so we always do our um, outside broadcast. Broad- outside yeah. broadcast. Uh, and in the past, we have done various things. Uh, I love that one with your mum. Oh, yes. Which I is excellent. Listening to bees and stuff yeah, like that. I went to fun. go and see fish lice. <laughs> yes. That was sexy. Um, do you need to give us like an introduction to, to what we're about to uh, hear? Well, yeah, I recorded this um, a while ago. Uh, so this is from August. And um, uh, yeah, I, I was in a bit of a funny place in my head. And I went for a walk in the woods. And uh, yeah, this is what happened. Lovely. Welcome to a slightly unusual version of the outdoor bit of the Nature's Footnote podcast. It's unusual in that I'm not really looking for anything in particular today. We normally go out looking for an animal or plant of some description. And sometimes we find it and sometimes we don't. Uh, But today I'm more out looking for a bit of peace of mind. I'm hoping that I do find that. There's more and more evidence that spending time outdoors is really good for your mental health, as well as your physical health. And uh, maybe surprising after my normal, very bouncy <laughs> outdoor bits, I'm feeling a bit down today. So I've come to Farley Mount, which is a gorgeous woodland just outside Winchester. And uh, it's somewhere that I used to come a lot when I was little. So I'm hoping there's gonna be a few things here to cheer me up today. We're walking on a very wide path through some woodland on either side of us. There's quite a lot of beech trees here and quite a few hazels. The hazelnuts are just starting to kind of go green and you can find shells on the floor that have obviously been nibbled by all sorts of hungry creatures. I think hazel has got to be one of my favourite trees. Those velvety leaves. And the nuts are so beautiful in how they ripen and have those sort of frilly skirts on. So this tree that I'm looking at at the moment is probably about two metres tall, quite spindly. And it's got clusters of sort of 
three cobs at a time, looking like they're getting quite close to falling off. We're standing on a path It's kind of leading around the edge of one of the wooded areas here. And we're facing west as the sun sets. And the sky is kind of a warm, creamy Naples yellow. It's more yellow towards the bottom, fading to a very, very pale blue at the top. And the last of the golden light is catching the beech leaves and doing that amazing thing where you kind of get overlapping shapes amongst the translucent leaves and you get all those different shades of green. So where the sun is catching them, they're the most beautiful bright golden colour. And you can't help but smile. It's starting to get a bit dark now, so we're heading back to the car. We've been out for just over an hour. Shadows slowed down a bit. We always like to stay out longer. But it's definitely worn them out a little bit anyway. And uh, yeah, I feel quite a bit better. There's something just magical about being in the woods. So this is Salmon Shadow handing you back to the studio. So, well, Sam, that was that was actually lovely. That was a bit of a change, that one. I love it. You, you were taking us on a journey, not seeing an animal that time. We were going to see the inside of your hot brain. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm not sure it's a place many people would really want to visit, but it's like a, yeah, a little a little holiday. No, it's nice, head. and it's nice to hear that in the kind of cold of winter as well. Yeah. Take us out of ourselves. Yeah. Tell me about mindfulness, because um, I'm scared of words like that. What does it mean? Um, oh God, that's a really good question. What it means to me. Um, is it's kind of about you know when a lot of the time your brain is just rushing around at 100 miles an hour um, and you're not really here you're kind of off worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow mm. you're worrying about what you did yesterday and you're not in the moment you're not kind of really taking in your surroundings or where you are so being outside I think is really great place to develop a bit of mindfulness because you start noticing things and it brings you back to mm. the present moment rather than ah, yeah yeah I, uh, I had a talk by Richard Maybe um, mm. uh, a few weeks ago now and because uh, he uh, wrote Nature Cure which is a really interesting book about his sort of mental health problems and his relationship with nature and he was really cool actually because he was saying it's not really about going outside to cheer you up because quite often you'll see some stuff when you're out there that will bring you down but it, it's kind of about remembering seasons mm. and what it means to be a mammal and mm. be a human and be in time rather than run around like a little busy ant all the time to mm. just kind of breathe and stop and 
just take a moment. Uh, that's lovely. I'd love to say, oh, let, let, for the, what should we do for the next one? We haven't yet got a date for the next one. No, uh, but maybe, knows when it will uh, be. maybe, you know, one of us will have a mindful moment and we'll be like, yeah. yes, I'm going to record that. So, yeah. listeners, you know, get ready. Be ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we were going to talk top three. I, do you know what? I kind of. <laughs> When at Christmas and it's literally everything's atop this list. Do you know what I mean? So yes. I, 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 I'm, you know, I don't want to go on for too long about my my top three. Um, in fact, let's just do a top one. Um, okay. I had a bit. Do you know what? what, what I'll start that again. On my list was. Um, uh, have you heard of H's for Hawk? Yes, everyone is talking about H's, H's for, for Hawk. Hurry up and buy this book. <laughs> I haven't read it, haven't but you? it's on my list because literally everybody is talking about it yeah. so much. I feel if I don't have it on my list, I'm going to get judged. Yeah. But I don't really read. I would judge you. Yeah. I would judge you. It does. It I sounds pretty it good. I uh, I saw at the, summer, at the event that Richard Mebby was at. Mm. Um, Helen was there. Helen McDonald. Helen McDonald. Yeah. Um, and she read a bit from it and was she was very funny and it sounded amazing and I think people are really enjoying it because it does nature stuff mm. but it's also some personal stuff in there around how she dealt with the loss of her father yeah that's a classic it's a just I was going to say it's a trick it's not I was going to say that's a classic trick using your own dead father but, <laughs> but no, no, I don't mean that what I mean is those got these like really really awesome nature writers are able to bring a simple uh, to add depth to us uh, human depth to a, yeah. like what is essentially stories about animals and how awesome they are so uh, yeah, need to read that. So basically, I passed judgment on anacondas without yes. seeing the series. Passed judgment on, on the penguins, penguins without seeing it, and it's now I'm passing judgment on this book, even though I haven't read it. Um, <laughs> I read uh, uh, at the moment. I only read non-fiction to do with death because <laughs> I'm researching the second book. I'm not counting the books I've read about death. Um, <laughs> so the only two other books, pretty much, I've read all year were. Uh, do you know much about uh, John Muir? John I'm, Muir. John I'm Muir. Muir. John I'm Muir. Aware I am aware of John Muir. Um, so yeah, he is obviously. Uh, he, they often call him, don't they, the founding father of it, the American nation, national park system or whatever. Um, you know, big, one of the first big conservationists in the world ever. Um, and Mary Colwell, do you know Mary Colwell? She is on Twitter at Curlew Calls, yes, I think. I so she's a Radio Four producer yep. and presenter and all of that sort of business. And it's her. Um, uh, her biography of John Muir. Muir. And um, uh, it's really good. I knew nothing about the guy. No, <laughs> I was going to say it again. It's a name that I, I It's know. one of those names I'm quite happy to sort of pretend I know lots about, yeah. but in theory I know, in, re- in reality, I, I, know, I knew uh, almost nothing apart from he was an important fella. But it's great. I genuinely haven't read a biography since um, Roy Keane's biography when I was like <laughs> 16 or something like that. But it's quite good. It's quite nice to just throw yourself into someone's life. And genuinely, I would totally recommend it. Really good, really good. Interesting character. He's not just like a flouncy tramp who just wanders around America. The guy, his, his life story is pretty mad. Like my favourite... Like, yeah, got favourite Okay, favorite no, facts. hang on. My, my top three favourite facts about John Muir within our top three favourite yes, books. Yes, um, I like the fact that um, his dad was just an absolute... He was a real driver, a real pile driver, and he was just, a, you know, really super religious. Um, and he just was all about the work. It's all about the labour. And he got... Um, so, like, John, John, John is... I'm just going to call him John now. John is um, 17 years old or 16 years old. And uh, they just moved to a new place in America, obviously on the kind of frontiers. And uh, he's like, we need water. So you're going to have to dig an 18 metre, uh, oh you know, well 
with just this pickaxe. <laughs> and obviously he's chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And then he, he gets something like 17 foot down or something like that. And obviously the, the air's reacting with the, 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 the stone that he's chipping and he's getting poisoned and he's having to use a, uh, you know, like a bucket to get himself in and out of this massive well. Oh just incredible kind of labor and hardship and to create loads of stories like that. They end up creating this really driven uh, questioning charismatic naturalists and wow. for me I loved it because we're always talking about what makes a naturalist in nature mm. what makes a naturalist and often it's like oh yeah just spending time in the outdoors enjoying nature enjoying blue tits all this sort of stuff when actually reading that book you kind of realise that some people uh, it's not just those experiences with nature mm. it's also this really passionate driven focused personality on kind of getting things done even though it's tough I'm not very good at that if no, something's too either. tough I sort of go yeah no look over there you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so yeah it was lovely anyway awesome. spoke much too long about that Sounds and uh, my, my, the best one is a book called Meadowland Meadowland oh I've seen it, it in the bookshops but not and it's got you know obviously got really good reviews and stuff like that and it's by a guy called John Louis uh, Stemple okay. and um, it's uh, it's lovely it's like uh, it's like one of those kind of like take a field and let's watch what happens for, for 12 Ooh, months but it's wow. you know it's been that idea has been done but it's just really meadows are great I never really gave them much due cause before but there's so much like human history and there's so much uh, uh, wildlife and there's just loads of lovely skylark stuff and toads migrating and all of this lovely Love stuff exactly Love exactly um, but no, it's really good. And not too, I don't like my nature writing too, um, oh, wordy and just yeah. try hard. And yeah, there's none serious. of that. No, yeah, none of that. Right. But also not, not light either. So, uh, no, I, 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 I want more people to know about that book because it's, it's really, really lovely, lovely read. Wow, sounds like now, a great TV, recommendation. Come on. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> come on, Sam. <laughs> so, I have to confess that since about June this year, I haven't had a telly. So... Oh my God! <laughs> What's all your furniture been pointing at? Um, I know it's weird. Yeah, it's just, that's it's, a friend's joke. Sorry, it's sorry. Yeah. Like a beautiful, fun tray thing. Um, so uh, I watched more telly at the beginning of the year than, than towards the end. But there was a few things that I caught. Um, I'm not I, done with this. Are you bored? Are you like are you bored at I, night? I watch stuff online. Oh, okay. But yeah. I don't have a telly in that kind of like um, oh, I'll just put the telly on yeah, and yeah, just yeah. veg way. So yeah. it's more purposeful viewing. That's good. Um, uh, but but you're not that kind of casual. Just watch what's on, and then I also forget to watch stuff, and then I've missed it. Yeah. So that happens quite a lot. And that's I think annoying. more people are like that than you would give them credit for. I think a lot of people are changing, and they're no longer grazing. Uh, I really liked uh, Super Senses. Oh yeah. The Secret Power. Oh animals. yes. <laughs> um, and with, with um, they both have unpronounceable surnames. We're going to call them Helen and Patrick. Oh, Helen and Patrick. They're all close personal friends. Um, Helen's, but the uh, one of the things that is really always going to be in my head is this bubbles thing she's very interested in the physics of bubbles oh that's yeah. a cool it thing cool. To be yeah, yeah. so yeah she's a physicist isn't she yes. yeah. and I think he is more of a naturalist yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about um, no I think it's the first time I've seen him great. anything really loved him mm, amazing voice his oh really voice oh. gorgeous um, so really yeah really loved, loved that and the, the one that I saw hang on I saw a little bit of that and I, I, I liked it a lot hang on I hang really on. liked it I don't think you did but like some it. of the no <laughs> No, 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 it's not that. It's just there was a bit um, with a hot balloon. <laughs> Did you see the hot balloon? No, I didn't. And it was like, balloon. watch this. Snakes like to hunt by heat detection. So if we get a hot balloon, 
uh, filled with some sort of liquid. Uh, well, let's watch what happened. The snake, you know, comes close, and the snake came close and bit the balloon, and the hot liquid went everywhere. It wasn't like boiling hot; it was just yeah. warm liquid. And uh, oh my god! <laughs> what are they saying? I think they're saying, "Could the people recording a podcast <laughs> in the cafe please turn it down?" Uh, hop. Okay, so there was a hot balloon. Um, no, I. It's it's not that I didn't like it. I just, I just kind of... Do you know what? Okay, I'm going to say how I feel. Just be honest. Jules, just be, be honest. honest. I think it was a half an hour show in a, uh, in a one hour ah, format. Okay. And I think a lot of it is kind of like build up towards a stunt. So, yeah. you know, in this case, let's watch what happens with a hot balloon. Will a yeah. snake come up to it, think it's an animal and bite it? And yes. yes it does. <laughs> <laughs> and the snake kind of is left with some hot, warm fluid yeah. on its body. Um, and it's a strange thing to say in the cafe yes. of the British Library. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I just kind of felt a little bit like it's great. I just I I love to see sixty minutes slots for animals given up to that was BBC Two I think or BBC Four I don't know. But either way, it's great to see those slots there. And I just think every minute is precious. So I hate to see a good idea stretched. Yeah, there I said it, but it's good and they were fantastic. I was saw the sound know. the sound one. Mm. I absolutely loved it. It was so kind of mind. And, and really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, good choice. Um, uh, oh, the other thing we talked about, uh, which was amazing and will stay in my head forever, uh, we reviewed it in one of the really early podcasts. Was the Hidden Kingdoms oh, program yeah. with the super speed tiny mouse yeah. running oh, around yeah. and that monitor lizard and slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. I think about it quite often, actually, yeah. genuinely, it I do. And at, head, the, at the it? moment, at the time when we reviewed it, we were kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good, but we were uncertain about some aspects of yeah. it. Uh oh, little burp there. Sorry. Um, yeah, we were uncertain about some aspects of it, and but but though it, actually the the crispness of the yeah the imagery uh, has uh, you know seems yeah. to have passed the test. I suppose. Yeah, I cool. love. There was a bit I loved, and it was like that big crow stomping around looking mm. for a, a rhinoceros beetle or something like that. I forgot about and the rhinoceros It looked like beetle. a massive dinosaur. Yeah. It looked like a big theropod. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. So that was number two, was it? Yep. And then uh, and and then it, because she's my new best friend. Uh, okay. because I met her last night um, uh, I really loved uh, Lucy Kick's programme which uh, was called something about talking to the animals What's yes it was it talking talks to the animals something like that talks animals to the animals talking and it was cool and uh, I went to um, a wild audience with last night with her oh my god what was it like there was a lot, it was like a, it was like a, it was line like up was ultimate awesome. line up yeah, yeah it was really really good there was Doug Allen who's a camera guy who's done some crazy stuff on David Attenborough things um Steve Bakshaw was the kind of big headliner guy. It was uh, hosted by Steve Leonard, the vet, who does oh, lots yeah, of things. Um, Martin Hughes Games was there with his lovely hair. And does he do stuff with it? Like when he's talking, does you know he flap what? it around? He's had does he a bit of a trim, it? and oh, right. so it was pretty restrained. I was a bit disappointed. Oh, okay. um, but he was good, apart from his he hair. Was he was good. good. Yeah. He okay. was good. He talked about big cats, and it was cool. And uh, and then Lucy was there talking about sloths. And, uh, and oh my god, sloths are amazing, and it was really cool. They're amazing because she's ma- she made them amazing, or other you know like they are amazing. They are. They are amazing. They're very very. Can weird. I ask something terrible? Yeah. This is so embarrassing. Um, sloths, are they bears? Well, you know what? She she that was one of her first questions. Was what is a sloth? <laughs> Sam is now reading through her notebook and trying to find out the answer. To that she's got some absolutely amazing. Look at that picture of a sloth. Is this just, how long does that take? Do you just sit in there listening? You said I'm going to draw a sloth. Yeah, well, there's a picture on the screen really, really quickly. He went oh. and I drew him. They're they're mammals yeah. and they belong to this 
something. Zenafra. Zenafra. The Zenafra. So with armadillos and teetotals. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which is wow. basically a whole so load of weird they've stuff. They've evolved with the South American mammals and to, weird to, to become like weird bears. That's yeah, absolutely kind of fascinating. Bears. So there are six species. Oh, they're so weird. And uh, only two uh, endangered. Most of them are doing pretty well, and they are amazing. They have a very, very low metabolism. They eat leaves and then just hang around. And their main defence against predators is to just look like a tree and smell like a tree. Mm. And Did she talk about the giant slowly. ground slaves? No, she talked more about oh, pygmy. Pygmy oh, right. slaves. They're just... the ones on YouTube everywhere. Are they? They, uh, the, the pygmy ones. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, oh, oh my god, they just have amazing faces. And the best bit, one of the best bits, was photos of sloths that looked like members of Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. She had one for each. And then the Gallagher brothers as well, because they had these kind of like crazy yeah, face and haircuts. Oh. It was amazing. That so, sounds um, great. And was she, she, she was great in the show, wasn't she? We absolutely loved it. Really she seemed like a good laugh show. and she seemed. Um, like the story she was telling, she's full of energy and just the passion. excitement that comes off her. I think mm. it's really you, you were zinging as you said that, like yeah. I imagine she would be. Yeah, she zings. She has she a zinging zing. thing going on, and I think that's really infectious. And I'm excited about what she'll do next. It'd be yeah. cool to see something else that she's done. And uh, yeah, loved it. Very good. I look forward to that. Um, I don't know what they're, what's upcoming on BBC. Wow. Do you? One of the things I'm really excited about. Um, uh, is they they're talking about doing a program about sharks? Oh yeah, this has been going on a while, hasn't it? Yeah. The, the, so Steve Backshall spoke about sharks a lot last night, and he was doing some myth busting. Mm. But then nearly every clip that he played from all the different programs that he's yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the music, and I'm, I, you know me, I have a bit of a. I've overcome yeah, yeah. Sam is actually listener. Sam is. A recovered. Yes, a recovered phobic. <laughs> phobic? Yeah, yeah. Phobic. I had a really bad shark phobia. And I could look at the pictures last night and I was really proud of myself. As soon as the music started, yeah. my heart started racing wow, a little bit. Interesting. And uh, so that I, that's going to be the big thing in these documentaries. Mm, Can they resist mm, that? that yeah. Whatever called it. They, they play a funny... I like, obviously, Steve Batchel is the, the guy, you know... A, a, as you know, I work a lot in schools and oh I'm never, God. ever going to say a bad word against Steve no. Batchel because of the fact he has created such a kind of loyal army of, of people who are really interested. And the way he's done that is by tapping into natural curiosity about things that kill, okay? Yeah. It would be lovely to see, like you say, sharks painted in a light as in, this is just a very, unu- not even unusual, just a, a rather wonderful offshoot yeah. of the fish family. Do you know and what I mean? Let's talk the, about them. That's you know. the angle that he was going for last night. Yeah, that's Very cool. much. And he said some really cool stuff. It's just that when they actually played the clips, the music, yeah. people can't help it. Yeah. They just can't help it. Yeah. And, um, and it's so interesting, even the most neutral scientific level programme, as soon as they've got the shark bit, they just can't resist. Yeah, I think they will. I just think they will. I think they the the. the, the the BBC will be wary and mindful of that, yeah. not going down the discovery. Who knows? It'd be lovely if it was a two fingers up to discovery with whom they used to work, obviously quite yeah. a lot. Uh, and it was literally just to kind of like let's share in the magic and the wonder of these yeah. real awesome creatures. And the music would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what my music was. Maybe we need your your guy, your fellow who made the lovely song at the beginning. He should do the music. Yes, that is that is. If he wants to do another one, there's a challenge for him. Yeah. To make a nice friendly shark song. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, no, that'll be. That sounds actually very, very exciting. Ex- I am excited. There about is that. not. I must say, I am very selective about what I watch nature-wise at the moment, and it has to be. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of moving personally away from these kind of like glamour glamour hours when it yeah. comes to animal stuff and just interested in sort of hearing stories a bit more I still love mm. The Secrets of Bones and oh. he won then I never, I don't know if it's Garrod or Jared I'm just going to say whatever he Jared. is Jared um, Gerard <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no that was a great show and he won present, new presenter of the year did he? he did indeed oh that's yes. brilliant uh, so that was it for, for, for me personally yeah. I just absolutely loved it so I the smaller geekier stories than the big well, yeah. power I'm not sure about the word geek to be honest. Oh, but, I know that's controversial. But I know when you when you get into these things, naturally it's going to be bracketed as that. But it was yeah. just, I'll tell you what, actually, okay, so for me it was actually nice to see evolution given uh, a, a, a suit to try on, if you like. Yeah. And I think a lot of these other shows don't really talk about evolution. But when you talk about evolution of sharks and all that sort of thing, the story gets even more kind of has even more gravitas I suppose yeah. and it was nice on that programme because it was all about you know it was all yeah. about natural selection and stuff like that it's good awesome mm. so it'll be interesting to see what he does next as well it will be and I think he's uh, I think he's got a few plans up his sleeve from the Ooh. sounds of it sometimes he's sort of yeah I think oh. he's got some exciting things ahead of him which is lovely awesome. cool Sam it's been yeah. absolutely wonderful oh, and really I didn't even it. use my second tic tac Wow. <laughs> so confident my breath is fresh still. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys, and for downloading oh, thank it. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. All that stuff.